Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Gazuntite, bless you. Feel better. Welcome to episode two flu season. Hannah, how are you feeling right now? Well, in preparation, Mm -hmm. my dog did get sick uh, and threw up, but it was just because my my puppy really wanted to stay on game for the episode. She's doing all right now. She's feeling peppy, but, you know, she just really wanted to connect to this podcast episode. That's the kind of commitment she showed. Yeah, she was LARPing. She was she was role playing along with the episode. She wanted to really get into the spirit of it. Um, I can relate. Yeah. It's her favorite episode. Yeah. Um, I don't. I just want to cut to the chase. Please. I want to get right into it. We have a guest who's just sitting, <laughs> sitting here waiting for us to introduce him. Uh, he is a comedian, a writer. He was on Deal or No Deal with me. It's Zeke Smith. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Um, Hannah, can I just ask you one favor? Oh, no. Stop pooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we when we said that we're all sitting for this podcast, we should have been a little more we're, specific. <laughs> we are all sitting on toilets. We have squatty potties. And yeah. you know what? We've been sitting here for a while, so our hemorrhoids are going to be egregious when we stand up. Can I ask you one question? Sure. Why is half your face all swirly? <laughs> The whole the whole beginning of this the whole podcast is just going to be us saying our favorite lines because Zeke, Zeke I'm very thankful you came on I also Zeke called shotgun on this episode he was like this is, I want to come on and I want to talk about this episode. yeah I found out Hannah had a Parks and Rec recap podcast and this episode flu season uh season three episode two is one of my if not my favorite episodes of television in all of the world I've watched this episode so many times. I think it's hilarious. Zingers left and right. Um, I've never really like considered why, like, oh, like, why is this episode more special than other Parks and Rec episodes? And I think one of the fun parts of this episode is that we get to see people paired together who aren't usually paired together. And it's fun to watch, like, you know, um, Aubrey Plaza torture and, um, it's fun to watch Ron and, uh, Chris Pratt. Sorry, it's like half actor names, half cast yeah. names. <laughs> That's how my brain works. Um, I've never done that. So yeah, them I like do that all the time, bonding and loving each other. Um, and then we get to see two of the most uptight people be total goofballs. Um, with uh, you know, 
Amy Poehler and 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 um, uh, Ben Wyatt. Ben, the, the well, no, Trigger, no, uh, yeah. Chris, uh, Lowe. Oh, Amy yeah, Poehler and Lowe. oh, and Chris Pre- and Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yes, just sort of like uh, hallucinate and be be hilarious. So I, I think that's it. It's like it's Parks and Rec, and if you love Parks and Rec, this is Parks and Rec turned on its head, and so it's just a bundle of laughs. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of episode that is why people love the show. Mm. This is why people are like, no, this is just as special as any Mike Schur show. It's episodes like that. Yes, yes. What is I well, we know you love this episode. What is sort of your what's your history with Parks and Rec, Zeke? How far do you two go back? Oh, Parks and Rec and I go back to the beginning. Well, so I've always been an SNL nerd. Um, and like that's when I fell in love with with Amy Poehler. I mean, I would say more than that, I like I have a a, a deep and abiding love and always have for Thursday night NBC comedies. Um mm. as a little kid, I used to like play Playmobil <sighs> and watch Seinfeld and laugh at jokes like it's salsa, not salsa. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what a Jew was. But in my third grade mind, it was hilarious. <laughs> and I would go back to school and I would repeat Seinfeld jokes to my friends thinking that that would finally make me popular. Spoiler alert, didn't. It did. Um, and to all the third <laughs> graders you were the most watching. popular kid in school. <laughs> yeah. If you're a third grader in Oklahoma City, maybe don't quote Seinfeld to your friends thinking... That that's a fast track to sitting at the cool kid table. <laughs> but how good does it feel to find like your own cool kids table where people are quoting the same thing? Like I think about that sometimes in like middle school and high school when suddenly you're like saying Lonely Island sketches to each other and that's all your sense of humor is for me. Is like, well, that for me yeah. didn't happen until after college until I started doing improv and like got mm. involved at the Upright Citizens Brigade. So for me, that that took a long, long time to figure out. But now that it has, it's, it's great. Yeah. But to, to, so this is, I'm sorry, I'm going to ramble a bit. No, um, please. <laughs> but yeah. The long way back to answering your very succinct question is I watched Parks and Rec from the beginning and have always been sort of a week to week fan and continue to, you know, rewatch it all the time. Well, you're in good company. We're really glad you're here. Thanks for sitting with us. <laughs> well, yeah, we all watched it together first. We all just said the lines in unison. It was very chanty. Um. Oh. Yeah, lightly cultish, but ultimately pleasant. Really, really a good, a good time I had by all. Uh, it's also a weird episode to be watching right now during COVID. Like you, usually we can ignore the pandemic of the world, but the, I feel like there's just some references to masks and quarantine, and it, yeah, it feels more relevant than. It maybe it is. It is. You're like you know, Chris Stringer. He doesn't want to get sick. So he wears a mask. He also goes to a hospital where there are sick people. So maybe those two sort of like cancel each other out. Um, <laughs> but they are. Yeah, because Leslie is one of those people who and I think I wonder if this trend will continue. In, or am I jumping ahead too much? Jump, jump. No, it's OK. You can, you can <laughs> yeah. jump and then we'll jump back. Sure, great. We can, we so can like in an early around. scene, Leslie is super sick and going to work. And I remember a time where. That was what you were supposed to do. You're just supposed to like suck it up and go to school or go to work. In fact, I had this one, my like favorite history teacher in high school, um, Mrs. Adamac. She was a real tough broad and she would, she would come to school so sick and it would be gross. She'd be standing up there like, you know, the Protestant Reformation and just like hacking and gacking. And I'm like, it was, it was gross. I said, oh gosh, as if like I didn't, when I, when I had to take my SAT twos in high school, 
you know, I just wanted to do well in my SAT twos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went in to take them and I slowly, I had the swine flu. So I made it through the first <laughs> no, one. <yeah. laughs> I made it through, all, <laughs> I made it through the first SAT two. And then I was supposed to take a second one back to back and I just passed out. Oh my God. <laughs> but in my head, as a junior in high school, it made sense. Yeah, oh, that 100%. was the priority. Yeah. Um, yeah. When like stuff started getting canceled rightfully because of COVID and everyone was like, oh, high schoolers, like they miss it. They're missing their prom. The first thought was like, fuck prom. How are they going to take their standardized <laughs> test? What if they've been working really hard on their grades? I don't know. Maybe I wasn't <laughs> great in high school either. <laughs> Yeah, I think that feels also like, uh, I mean, I think the fictional town of Pawnee is such a microcosm of like small town, you know, rural America. And it's a way to talk about local politics. But it also that feels like such an American thing of like, tough it out, you know, of of like pulling yourselves up by your your Kleenexes or whatever to like uh, just be tough. Yeah. I, yeah, man, Hannah, when you were talking about taking this, like, a standardized test, it just, it just brings back, like, visceral physical memories of, there is always one person sniffing periodically throughout the entire test, and sometimes, (sighs) sometimes it was me. (laughs) No, I have, I have, like, I I don't know, there's, like, an, I think it's called misphonia, there's some term for it, but I have this thing with sounds, sniffing, people keeping their mouth open when they chew, like, making, like, chew noises. Mm-hmm. I'm well aware of this. Yes, I know. I, I was never allowed to, whenever Zeke and I were hanging out and I was chewing gum, that was always an issue. I would always have to spit my gum out. Also, Zeke and I once went to Colorado, like uh, in between deal or no deal seasons. And <laughs> um, we, I, I, I don't know, we were both very sick or yeah, I was sick. No, we were both sick. We were both sick. We were both like, we, what we would do is we would wake up and then we would day quill up ski and then we would nightquil yeah we would ski all day we'd be so sick we'd take nightquil to go we'd to bed so we'd like some wolf of but the funny the funny thing is is like Zeke could be like you're sniffling while he was also but I remember this he was also super sniffling too but he was like Hannah stop sniffling but it's like we had skied all day super sick oh, I really I do think memories. it's like Zeke you sort of said this when you were talking about the what you love about this episode (laughs) and it is like you're seeing i think there's a reason why when people get married the vows are like through sickness and in health where it's you know you're seeing the whole package and part of loving someone is deciding that you're going to be with them when it's you know when it's not easy and when you're when their nose is running (laughs) and it sounds horrible (laughs) and i think in this episode we we see we like get that picture like it feels a little bit like it just has to be more intimate because fluids are leaking out of your body and it's like right yeah i also (laughs) think i'm realizing now i'll will i won't speak for you but i will speak for zeke please uh and myself (laughs) but i feel like we both probably can relate to leslie note being like i'm gonna chug through this and like get i feel like that is like uh that is the skiing thing and that well, is the deal or no deal thing stealing everybody's uh everybody else's flu medication oh, in order to make it happen that's <laughs> very much i'm like i will just take more over the counter supplements <laughs> i'll be fine well, i never took dayquil you introduced me to dayquil and nightquil and then remarkable? i realized 
NyQuil, oh gosh. Every time I would get sick, not obviously the current stuff, but I'd be like, the current damn stuff, it, I'm the sick. And the, <laughs> but I would be like, damn it, I'm sick. And then the second thought would be like, I get to take NyQuil. And I'm going to have like, a nice, long, deep 15-hour oh, I'm going to dream. <laughs> I am going to dream, and it's going to be freaky, and I'm going to remember all of it. <laughs> Speaking of remembering all uh, of it, nice. Anna, yeah, jinx. speaking of dreams, yeah. <laughs> well, we 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 were like speaking of a different dream. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy you a soda. Um, a, we watched, like we said, season three, episode two, flu season, and uh, we'll we'll jump in. Well, you know, for those um, you know, peacock enthusiasts or peacock frustrators, yeah. <laughs> uh. We did realize that if you have cable, you might be able to hook it up through the Peacock Premium. But if not, we will describe this so accurately. You'll feel like you you watched the perfect episode of television. Yeah. No pressure to and us, it's like but we will. Everyone among us has a childhood best friend's cousin who's like, mom has a password. So like, reach out to them. Do what you have to do. Watch the yeah, episode. Figure if you out want who to. the rich friend is in your friend group mm. and be like, hey, I need password to Disney Plus and Peacock Premium to Paramount Plus coming March 4th. Yeah. To exactly. Showtime to Stars to Pornhub. What Thank all you, your yeah. passwords. Give them to the, me. the Office and Parks and Rec, these are human rights. These we shouldn't be paying for these things. You know, it should be there should yeah. be a small tax. You yeah. heard it here first, Will, <laughs> who wants to be a TV writer. You should not be paying. <laughs> well, no, would you sort of consider it like a wealth tax? Like, if you have Thank a certain you. amount of money, you have to pay for these things, and then you subsidize. That's what Bernie's about. For yeah, other people. Yeah, socialism, which is one of the economic systems not discussed by um, by Ron this episode. <laughs> Yeah, communism, big swing and a miss, but we would all watch, be able to watch Peacock because like everyone would I get like it. I like the idea that Ron has, uh, over the last few years, Ron Swanson has mellowed out a little bit and, and like, joined a DSA chapter. Like, I'm, I'm hoping there's, <laughs> maybe he's a little flexible now. A real swing, a real swing left for Ron. <laughs> I could, you know what, he could be one of those people who... Not that Ron Swanson would ever vote for Trump, but you know, there was people who were like, I voted for Bernie in the primaries and then I voted for Trump in the regular election mm-hmm. because they just wanted someone like different. I could see him being like roundaboutly into Bernie. All right. You heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> I like that. He still has a sign. Oh, no, no. Sure. We, <laughs> we have two main stories. I would say the A story is uh, Leslie Nope. Um, you know, Adam Scott and trying to, you know, rally to get the Harvest Festival speech given through the flu. And then the B story is probably the April Andy and Love Triangle part two. I'd say I'll throw Ron into Ron's the mix there. Help. I'll say it's a square. Yeah, Ron. There's Ron's a love, in that. Yeah. Oh, there's an Andy saying, Ron love story. I was thinking Ron and Andy were C story. I'm going to pitch my pitch for C is Ann and Chris. Oh, that's good. You know, I think we almost have like an, enough for a D and an E story here. We, we really have a lot of going on. One day we would the like D, to watch the, an the episode e that's story, the full alphabet. Yeah, the full alphabet. The F story <laughs> is definitely that man 
that Chris is rooting on in the hospital. That's going to make it, buddy. Go, buddy. Way to go, buddy. That's definitely F story. (laughs) But we can talk about it all at once in one big schmush of letters. Mm. Um, But yeah, we start with the introduction, which is catastrophe has hit Pawnee. It's flu season. No one knows how to. No one knows how to handle it. It's out of yeah, it's out of and, control. You know, it's control. very, uh, very prescient for our current times. Who is left doing the heavy lifting? But our underappreciated nurses, um, and who is being particularly underappreciated this episode is Anne by April. Yeah, really. Well, April is still <laughs> quite angry about uh, Anne and Anne and Chris Pratt. Yes. Um, that is. I'm trying to make you feel more at home by never using just character names or just <laughs> I'm seeing if I can commit to this. Um, I did yeah, write I down mean, all the in- character names while we were talking, so I don't <laughs> reference now. No, no, I'm going full halfsies on this one. Um, yeah, Anne is being tortured by April, essentially, who has the flu and has this button. And, you know, if if someone kissed your crush and you were able to torture them and you weren't feeling well, would you listener do that? Please comment below. It does. <laughs> it is interesting how like the, uh, you know, this, this bug affects different people differently. And April, April is maybe her truest self where <laughs> she's kind of like just pure troll mode in this moment. And and I think gives off a vibe of like, uh, um, like, like spooky girl from horror film. You know, like kind of pale, maybe ring esque. Um, <laughs> I've always reason. been curious. I've always <laughs> been curious about the makeup to make people look thick. See, I don't know if you have any insight. I know your lover uh, works like as an actor on a TV show, but like, how do they do? They just pat people down with water. Like, what is the? Because I always thought like blue makeup is great. I don't know if either of you have insight to this, but I wanted to know. Well, my guess would be because like people kind of go pale, so right, so you want a paler, sort of like sickly, ghostly, papery sort of complexion, and then you want red eyes and a red nose. That yeah. would be mm-hmm. would be my guess. And like you know, sort of yeah. dark circles under the eyes. Those would be the three main components: the sick makeup. Um, I just think it's always so well done. And then I think but, if you're you like know, Jared Leto, think, you just actually get sick. I think you like right, actually you get just sick sort of like role. going yeah. a little bit of a heroin. One after yeah. this episode was actually truly sick. Was Leslie was um Amy Poehler still pregnant for this one? Will we think she was? Rumor has it. Okay. <laughs> after a, a cursory Google, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing: we yeah. see Chris Traeger legitimately sick hallucinating passing out on the floor amy yeah sorry <laughs> leslie also very sick there are friends Same symptoms. Yeah. but april case zero the gwyneth paltrow of the flu season episode never really seems that sick she's buzzing her button she's throwing her blankets on the floor she's, she but she's cough, energized she's by anger she's energized by the 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 opportunity to torture, you know, Anne, who has kissed her one true love. All right, fair enough. I'm just saying she's yeah. in like a private room and taking up valuable hospital resources when she could just be at home and suffering. Here's alone. here's my my pitch. Maybe is that April actually her harvest festival is torturing Anne. Like the thing that's giving her purpose and meaning and getting her through this. It, oh. Like I think 
her Michael Jordan playing with the flu is like being a real tool to Anne. <laughs> you got and it. Anne, Will, you got it. You came in with the story saying, All right. Beautiful. beautiful. You ask a question, it is answered. That's what you can get here at Pawnee Public Radio. Uh, we also, so we start with Leslie. Uh, you know, she's exhibiting some allergies while collecting signatures and getting businesses to come um, together for the Harvest Festival at JJ's Diner. I love the way she's like, yeah, I mean, I just have some allergies. I've thrown up like seven times today. <laughs> I It's maybe Miss Diners. It maybe miss the feeling of being like a regular. I just think that's because we, we know that she has spent over a thousand dollars on on waffles at JJ's Diner. Waffles alone. And, I was just about to yeah. ask that. Will have you ever spent a thousand dollars on waffles at any singular institution within a calendar year? Mm, within a calendar year, um, yeah. I'm pretty bad with money, so maybe ballpark, like whatever a thousand dollars is for Leslie, I've probably spent the equivalent of that on. I feel like I, I go through little kicks where I'll be like, I like this one little sweet bun. And my thing is eating the sweet bun every morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think my equivalent is uh, pre-pandemic by Ralph Starbucks. <laughs> they, I just knew everybody. Like, they always had my grande iced blonde latte ready. And now and now I got an espresso machine. I'm saving thousands. And, um, but I did. I was always gold on my little Starbucks app. And... And I got sad for real for a second. Oh no! All right, all right. No, it's okay. Back to JJ's. Back to JJ's. (laughs) We're in JJ's. It's just the flu. Um, yeah. So you know, she's collecting signatures, and she's clearly not feeling well. Mm -hmm. And the people around her are wising up. And this feels like this is a rare thing. Like this is out of out of character for Leslie. Um, and Ben and. Ben and Tom decide to kind of that they should take this on. Well, no, there there's that great scene where Leslie's in uh, in her office and there's the reveal that everyone else has like a glass partition. Like, uh, yes, she's, being, she's quarantining in her office. That's what they say. I mean, we have to remember this last episode. If the part if the Harvest Festival doesn't succeed, the Parks mm-hmm. Department will be eliminated. Like those are the stakes. And it's. Her one true love is the parks department. It is not justifying anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Leslie's preparing for a speech at the Chamber of Commerce for the Harvest Festival. And I think what cues off um, Chris and Ben that something is wrong um, is that she refers to it as the Chamber of Secrets. I, <laughs> yes, that, that is one of the big laugh. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just love uh, we need to take you to a doctor when Ben touches her forehead and she goes, and he asks her who her doctor is, and she goes, Anne, and she's the most beautiful nurse around or something. It's just such a good line. <laughs> oh, she just relies on Anne for everything. Um, so they whisk her away to the hospital. Yes. Um, but before this happens, I know I'm jumping around a little. Uh, Chris does visit Anne in the hospital. We talked about this at the beginning of the pod. And he is He's wearing a mask up. over both his mouth and his nose. Yeah, it's easy. It's been uh, easy for at least 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> the episode came out originally uh and it's a little bit he's played off as it being i mean this this is like an excellent psa i feel like because he is taking precautions and he's being really safe um and he should be because it it's a bad it's a bad flip um 
this one little snippet is a good PSA. The rest of the episode, maybe. <laughs> not so much. We sort of get one little mask so sequence. One little mask it. sequence, yeah. And he does ultimately get sick, so maybe. <laughs> well, he ultimately gets sick when he doesn't wear a mask. That's true, because he walks into office, Leslie's when, office, yeah. and she is. I also, okay. I really, I, I like, you know, Anne often straight mans everyone else, but I really like her intimidation. She's been on a couple dates with Chris, and is just so intimidated by him being so perfect. And her lines, I think, are really funny this episode, like. She, he he says that he like his perfect microchip can't be compromised, and she goes, "I'm like a chip, a potato chip." Like she's just so awkward. I think it's great. Yeah, I've been looking. I think I've Anne, been looking to find a flaw in Chris, but I can't. One time I thought he farted, but it was me. But it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I I think what this um, show does so well, and like what, especially starting a season. I, I just think this is a bold second episode to kind of just throw throw these characters into this, like pulling the rug out from all of them. You know, if like people get sick, they can't be the people that we expect them to be or they expect themselves to be. Yeah, I just think it's I think that's one of the reasons that this I is so such fun. a popular episode that they will have a flu season two in a later season. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> there is the return of the flu season. Um yeah. Meanwhile, though, with April in the hospital torturing Anne, Ron needs a new assistant. And I love that he's like, April's perfect. She's just, you know, aggressively like hangs up the phone and also like, wait, what is his exact words? He goes, someone, come on, exact line. <laughs> I didn't write yeah. this one down. Ph- photographic it is memory. Who's got one? <laughs> but it's is that like she's, she's both, a- yeah. Uh, yeah, like aggressively apathetic, apathetic and aggressive and mean, at the I same think. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, who could replace her and be just as, um, you know, incompetent? And he finds Andy yeah, to and be the perfect person. we cut to Andy at the shoe sign station, who has just discovered the thing that the rest of us discovered when we were four years old, which is that you can interlock plastic straws together. Though you shouldn't be using plastic straws. I've got a silicone one right here. Mm-hmm. But regardless... <laughs> Um, interlocking plastic straws to make a really, really long straw to like drink a slushy from five feet away. Um, yeah, he- I love the hiring <laughs> of Andy for the day. Like, I think this is one of my favorite exchanges where like Andy's one thing is like, can I have my shirt untucked? And then he asked where April is. Ron's like, she took the day off because April specifically was like, don't tell Andy where I am. And Andy goes, would it be too soon for me to get the day off on his one day? And I just think Andy is just like, not great. Up until this point, the way Andy's gotten work is just Leslie hires him for everything. <laughs> That's like the only way he's able to, to work. Yeah. Um, but I it have... turns out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Take it. Please. You're our guest. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it turns out Ron and Andy make a cute little couple. Um, really cute because you know Ron doesn't feel like there are really like other macho men in the office, and I would say like that's an accurate assessment of what's happening in that office. Um, but they get to be like they get to be boys together, and Andy teaches uh, Ron about ethnic food, i.e., burritos. Um, <laughs> they get the to play football burrito. together, and they talk about old players on the Indiana Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just a uh, really delightful bonding montage that is sprinkled throughout the entire episode of just like two big Nick guys. Off- <laughs> two big guys. And Nick Offerman, when they're throwing a football and, you know, like Andy spins over a car and the alarm goes off and 
Nick Offerman giggling and running after Andy being like, wait up, Andy is just so cute. <laughs> I think we get a lot of, I keep coming. I'll, it go. I'll let it go after this, but <laughs> I think we get so many, like, like the core of a character in this. Like, I think the flu like strips away people's defenses. And we see that. I think with Ron, we also get, you know, he like kind of plays this character, this curmudgeonly boss, but it's just so fun to watch him. Just goof around, yeah. like just play. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like Ron is finally put in a situation where he's with someone who gets him, with whom he can identify. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just it opens up a whole new Ron world. We get to see this childlike character go playing. But I also think it's incredibly. Oh, sorry. I just think it's incredibly sweet that we start the episode with him bringing April women's stuff, like magazines <laughs> and lip gloss, because April is sort of his pseudo daughter in a way. And then we get him bonding with the guy that she's in love with. And so we kind of get him meeting his daughter's boyfriend almost. That's what it feels like. To oh, me. totally. I never thought of it through that angle, but that's exactly what's happening story-wise. Dad's meeting the boyfriend and they have a good, they hit it off. They like each other. I love when Andy is learning like about politics from Ron and remembers religious oligarchy and ron just goes holy fuck <laughs> we get two swears this episode yeah. during they're, which they're um, they are grilling bacon and burgers inside in Ron's the office, office while drinking while drinking yes have your liquor um, after your open flames that's my rule yeah good rule i think to sk- skip ahead too, i've we never also, had a whip <laughs> we get like ron uh like i feel like ron's version of Chris's fear of getting sick is like opening up emotionally in any way. And he's also yes. forced to like do that in this yes. episode. Like I think everyone opening, has to face their fear. Yeah. Yes. He's like an emotional microchip. And if you yeah. like, if you crack <laughs> him open, even just a teensy bit with a little bit of sand, he goes completely haywire, which is when he, he falls in love even with the Tammies. Yeah. And he goes, com- he goes completely one way or the other. I might be making this up, so if you're super offended by this, um, just skip over it. But <laughs> wasn't like Ron the character you related to the most, Zeke? I feel like a long time ago you were like, I'm Ron Swanson. Oh, very much. I that's, used to be very much great. a Ron Swanson who was emotionally repressed and sort of a curmudgeon. But you know what? After Deal or No Deal, I had to go to all this therapy, and now I'm an emotional open book. I'm, uh, I'm more of a Leslie Nope than a Ron Swanson. Oh, I love that journey for you. Um, <laughs> I just, I love all the love stories. Uh, my favorite, obviously, love story is, you know, the character that, you know, is sort of my type in real life as well, which is Ben. Fall. I, I feel like this is the episode, we've seen hints of it, but this is the episode that Ben falls in love with Leslie as well. Because, like, fully, not as well, fully falls in love with her because we have Leslie is now in the hospital. Um, and she wants to go give this presentation. So she steals all the flu medicine from Anne and Chris and makes it to the Harvest Festival presentation. Yes. If I've skipped around to a to too much, <laughs> just uh, no, 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 knock me out. The only but, thing we really missed is that um, Tom's idea of working on the Harvest Festival is yeah. that he's going to go. Uh, he's going to spawn. He's going to go to Spawny, um okay. and be the little like, spicy little brown guy to be. <laughs> Um, the, the like quartet of old white dudes hanging out in the hot tub. Him <laughs> playing Would You Rather yeah. with these with these old guys is one of my just like favorite ideas. 
Like, it just feels like <laughs> yeah. a perfect time. Like, I imagine a, a writer's room, a group of writers, like a whiteboard. That's the only pitch, and everyone just stops coming up with ideas. They're just like, I think they play Would You Rather. And people are like, yeah, all right, let's lock it in. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> delightful to me. I guess I also <laughs> skipped over uh, Leslie calling Ben first and, and Ben giving the presentation and her wanting him to do a musical number or rap and deciding he's too white to do that. And I just, I know I said this while we were watching, I just wish this ended with Leslie Nope giving the presentation as a rap. Yeah. <laughs> this is my one note for an otherwise perfect episode. <laughs> yeah. But we do have a really, really cute button that I bet, I, I, I bet back on the writer's room, there was a debate between do we have the cute little button of like Chris and Ben deciding yeah. to stay longer so they can pursue their love? Or do we have Leslie Nope rap? Which doesn't Leslie rap at some point? Surely. Like, sure. She does. She <laughs> does. Um, when she's running for office, she gets very excited about the situation and she does start not rapping, uh, breakdancing. Mm. Oh, there you go. There you go. We do have a classic. I believe it's a GIF. Um, but yeah, so Leslie shows up at the Harvest Festival presentation she finds very much intoxicated on flu medicine. <laughs> and I love when Amy Poehler plays drunk. And this is a version of it that's even nutty. Yes. Uh, she shows up, she finds Ben, and she needs money for her cab. Um, how much? She, she doesn't know because the meter was reading out in Egyptian hieroglyphics. And um, she doesn't know the exchange rate. It's real. Uh, um, yeah, and it's really I love good. she it turns. Just like, like she oh. is the episode. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry, Anna. <laughs> no, she also immediately starts giving her presentation to a poster. <laughs> like she turns to the wall and starts speaking. She oh, also yeah. says well, that the wall. <laughs> there are a couple beats of this. She also says the floor. She goes, "Be careful." Yes. The floor and the ceiling just switch places. <laughs> like stop. That's where her head is at. That's how drunk on flu medicine she is. Like she yes. is not. And just to rehash, because these are some of my favorite lines. We've got, be careful. The floor and the wall just switch. And then she sort of like lightly tiptoes, <laughs> like for like very cautious. Um, and Ben's like, really, Leslie, can you do this? And she goes, yes, like Ben, I got this. And she turns around to a wall and says, good evening, everyone. I'm Leslie Monster. And this is Nightline. <laughs> so funny also the clear difference between someone who takes notes and someone who vaguely tries to remember the moments um, yeah you're in Zeke she is, <laughs> what happens she is no. great. I, also, I also in the same way that I relate to Leslie Nope showing up and trying to push through sickness I very much relate to like I am I'm not a very good sick person like the last time I was sick was at the beginning of 2020 and i just like was weeping on the phone to my parents <laughs> being like it hurts it hurts so bad speaking of have any of y'all ha actually had the flu like in life yeah like had the flu yeah i've had the flu before i think yeah have you will that's a good question um i i think i have always called it a cold i don't think i've ever owned it He's had allergies where he just throws up a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I... Have you had the flu, Zeke? So, uh, well, I have because I usually get... Cause I have, uh, like, a couple of weird things. Like, I don't have any wisdom teeth, not because they were removed. Like, I just don't have wisdom teeth. Um, oh. And I have an extra sinus cavity, um, which, because it's not supposed to be there, it doesn't have a proper place to drain, so it gets infected, and I get sinus infections every year. Um, so I know what 
for regular people, probably just be a cold. For me, like it turns to something I need antibiotics for. Um, oh man! So I know what a sinus infection feels like, which is a lot of like face pressure and drainage and sore throats and runny nose and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and every year I get a flu shot. But one year I did. De- I did. I was in New York and I was living alone and I got the flu, and I thought I was going to die because it was. I would go from being so hot that I couldn't have like and it was winter I'd be going so hot that I would like get naked and stand in front of an open window to going so cold that I would have to put on like every piece of clothing that I owned and like get under all of the blankets but in between those those vacillations of temperature I, my body would hurt so much that I would just be paralyzed in bed and it got to a point where I couldn't like put on clothes or take off of clothes like I couldn't help myself to get warmer or cooler and i did i like didn't know what i was gonna do with myself because i didn't have any family or friends in the immediate area that could come over it was really bad it really sucked I, so get your flu shot everyone. <laughs> yeah you speaking of really sucked uh i <laughs> i just remembered i had uh i think i I was studying abroad in Costa Rica one summer and like three days before I got mono somehow. Ooh. And, and I think you I, was, were kissing. <laughs> I guess I guess someone and I mouth. got mono. <laughs> um, Do you kiss boys, got, like, girls or both? Oh, good question. I so far have, have kissed girls in both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. I don't know. No, it's a good question. Just meeting each other. <laughs> This is this always happens right smack dab in the middle of a podcast. We like what, to kind of what happened with mono though. Oh, thank you. I got mono, and then my body got covered in all these tiny little red dots that were never fully Ooh. diagnosed. But when I when I landed in Costa Rica, I was staying with like I had like a host family situation, and there were two Honduran young women from Honduras who were studying to be doctors. And they both like prescribed, they both like looked at my little red dots and suggested two different kinds of drugs and just gave them to me. And I took both of them and I got better. But I don't know, huh. my Spanish wasn't good enough to know what happened well, to me. <laughs> I feel like my weird, scary, like sick experience of this flavor was when I was in Cuba studying abroad. My, I got a nosebleed and like I've always had bloody noses like in my life to the point where I was like, I'm just going to go under the knife. I'm going to come out with a tiny little nose and I'm never, it's never going to bleed again. <laughs> um, but I, it, it was bleeding and then it just didn't stop. Like it, it didn't stop. So I ended up in a Cuban hospital, but like not the tourist hospital for some reason with all these doctors shouting at me in Spanish. And then I got a shot in my butt and the blood stopped. So I don't know what they did, well, but I'll take, yeah, <laughs> I'll take one of those. That sounds like a good shot to have around. <laughs> Just one of those old butt shots. Yeah. But we've all been um, sick, right? So we get this we can episode. Bond over it. We, we, <laughs> our bodies have gone through things. Good question, uh-huh. Zeke. We, we're all human. We're not perfect well, here. I was curious. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah no, it really no, 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 is. <laughs> um, I think it's a great, it's a great <laughs> equalizer. And everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. <laughs> but we return to the Chamber of Secrets. Um, oh no! <laughs> where Leslie has insisted 
on giving her speech. And she's been sewn up all the entire episode. We're all just like waiting for her to to flub this and go We're like, crazy. Uh oh, spaghetti. Ruin everything. But she doesn't. She comes through, she gives a killer, rousing speech. Everyone thinks it's wonderful. And ben falls in love with her as she speaks. Yes. Um, Ben falls in love with her. And in doing he he describes his admiration for her using a couple of sports references. And I just want to make sure Michael Jordan. Will and yes, Hannah I've seen the okay Michael Jordan. Her. No, I watched the whole Michael Jordan series. I really feel 30? like I know Jordan. Also, oh, yes, also my first ever shoes were little Chicago Bulls shoes. Oh. So I feel like that one I got. The second one was a baseball one, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it was a guy who he got hit earlier in the game and he was sort of had a, a hobble. Um, what was his name? I forget. <laughs> Will, what was his name? Uh, Dykel Gordon. <laughs> Dykel Gordon. Uh, Zeke's going to actually find it. I feel like oh, he's he's you. looking yeah, for it. Oh, yeah, but he's actually going to look up an a, 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 an equivalent one that was not. Um, I'm going to see what it is because I'm now curious. Serena Williams um, winning while pregnant, right? What is it? The Australian Open? Wait, she won something while pregnant? No, I was going to say Carrie Strug so. coming through for the U.S. Women's Olympic gymnastic team um, in 1996 in Atlanta where she sprained her ankle, but she needed one last fault to push the USA over the top and finally beat the Russians. And she did it. Well, I feel like you don't know know the Carrie Strug reference. I don't know that, but I'm glad that I do. (sighs) How old are you, Will? I'm I'm, Kirk Gibson. I'm 29 years old. Hmm. I'm 28, and I'll kiss anyone, Zeke. I'm 29, and I'll kiss anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I need your height, weight, and your hair color. You're wearing a hat, can't see. Um, No, I'm. I'm, If you want to be inspired, I should. I should. I'm, I'm going to send you this because it's, it's an incredible it. feat of athleticism. Here's what we'll do. I'll tweet it out too. So if you're listening and you're curious what Will's talking about, I'm going to tweet out this incredible feat of athleticism. I also think this moment is is funny in the in like the new thing that Parks and Rec grew into, where it's like the humor comes from how competent Leslie is. Like he goes, it was Leslie. No, yeah. And it's just a moment where he's like fully in love. Like there's, I, 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 cause I, when we watch this show, I feel like sometimes we talk about, you know, thinking about it from like a writing perspective. And I do think there's, it's just so easy to imagine writing an episode of someone like everything going wrong during this presentation. Like, like I kind of think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's still, even though I knew what to expect, it was a nice, it's always just a nice surprise. I mean, it is, it's all those sports references that Ben mentions. It's Carrie. And also the, the but also <laughs> the, the like, yeah. once she nails it, she starts to take questions. <laughs> That's when the flu comes back. Everyone looks swirly. And then, and then Ben comes back. She goes, Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's just so funny. Um, but- and, Oh. oh, no, I was going to say, then we go back no, to the you hospital. Don't. Yeah, but where Anne, her shift has ended. Thank goodness. And <laughs> she lets April have it. <laughs> Kindly. She does. And it's the most April like. Yeah, and that's how you earn April's respect, is you just, you read her for filth. <laughs> <laughs> but then we go and we, cre- we check on Chris Traeger, who... um 
is is in a bad way. The microchip <laughs> has been compromised. He is losing fluids. He needs to be replenished with electrolytes. And we know he's losing fluids because he delivers one of my favorite lines in all of television, which is stop pooping. It's a great it's line. Really I, I feel like that's the, I, I hope that was like what he auditioned with. Like, I hope, you know, they yeah. like got to read on all the characters, like all the actors who came in. They're like, but you, this, you have to be able to deliver this fully yeah. earnestly. Well, it's <laughs> also so, so Chris Trigger, right? Who like very much yeah. believes in human potential and who like, he believes that if he focuses hard enough, he can convince his body to stop being sick. Um, and to stop aging. Eventually, it becomes his character's sort of like unraveling. Oh, yeah. He eventually he just he realizes he's getting older and that's when he starts going to therapy and we unravel <laughs> this character. Well, he wants to be the first human to live to 150 years old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if you're a comedy character and you start with it I all am. together yeah. at some point, <laughs> And all fall apart. That's just the rule. Um, we also get um, we get the next the morning after uh, the Chamber of, of Secrets, where Ben brings Leslie uh, waffles and his homemade chicken soup, which Leslie's not, not interested in. Not super interested. She wants rude. waffles. <laughs> and this, I, yeah. you know what? I, she's very he he. She wants the waffles, and he keeps throwing the chicken soup soup out. She, well, I like at her. You know, Leslie has sort of bit, you know had a thing for Ben, and I think Ben is trying to be like, look, like I made chicken soup for you. Like I, I, I did this to sort of like in my nerdy way because I can't quite say it yet to show you that I like you. And she just is not. It does not enter. It's not. She doesn't calculate it. This is really the dream. <laughs> Is a nerd bringing you chicken soup? <laughs> is this not everyone's dream? Okay, we can move on no, to the other I'm end of the it. love story, which is Andy uh, gets Ron basically to tell him where April is. They have their father-son moment of hugging. And, uh, you know, Andy forces himself onto Ron and goes to April. I love it. The intent is this big romantic gesture. He's going to you know, sit by her hospital bed, wait for her to wake up, and then realizes that could take forever. So he kisses her <laughs> on the forehead, and that's all slimy and gross. I just, I just love, he's just, uh, he's a puppy dog. He reacts to every change in the plan. But she opens her eyes. She's heard the whole thing. She knew he came to visit him. <laughs> she was asleep the whole time. It was all a dream. Where is it? Where is Eduardo in this, in this moment? Her... Where is Eduardo? Her ex-boyfriend from Argentina. Oh, her current boyfriend. They're still dating. They will be dating for a few more episodes. (laughs) I broke them up in my head already. Yeah, it doesn't seem like... He certainly doesn't bring her anything. Um, Is he back in Argentina? Like, where the heck is he? Is someone looking after him? Is he good to, like, take care of himself? Is he all right? (laughs) I don't know, yeah. Does he have the flu? Is he sitting on a sidewalk somewhere with the flu? I'm worried about Eduardo. Yeah. We have one more button scene. Though. Our button scene is very cute. Um, Chris and Ben are together. Everyone's sort of healthy and over the flu. Um, and I guess uh, Chris got word from the state government that there is uh, another job potentially for them to to go do somewhere else. Um, but then Chris and Ben agree that they want to they want to delay um, and ask for an extension on the Pawnee project because. They don't say it, but we know they both they both love their ladies. They got a love <laughs> interest. They don't want to leave. 
And that's the end of the flu season. Happy. Everyone uh, will be healthy for the rest of the season. One question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Was I wearing a tiara when I came in? Um, because Great. if you happen upon it, will you have Lady Pennyface <laughs> retrieve it and send it post tense? Post haze. It sounds like a Bridgerton uh, <laughs> reference way before its time. Uh, what a what a truly fantastic episode of television. Like this is when the podcast started and I was like, I rewatch Parks and Rec in order to feel comforted. This is what it is, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess like my another question that I just kind of in the episode with is. um, I mean, would you rather be 100 feet tall or would you rather be five, five inches big? Um, I'm going to go with five inches big. Oh, I forgot to tell you, though, you're 100 feet wide. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I could sit. I mean, I think comedians and guards getting coffee, fine. Give me me Tom Haverford in a hot tub with five normal old white men. I just, uh, spinoff. Spawny. (laughs) Yeah, the the, the spinoff is spawny. Ugh. I just, you know, you feel that warmth of going through a Parks and Rec episode and getting to live in that. Um, I would love to introduce you to our some of our townspeople. Um, Great. If you're interested in meeting I would them. Love to. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to reach us, go to speakpipe.com slash funny public radio. Um, we're going to listen to some voicemails. Um, we can keep talking about the episode too Great. and keep sharing our thoughts but uh our first voicemail is number 169 yeah really dirty of you it's will from australia <laughs> hi this is will from australia um long time listener first time caller and the other reason i haven't i called in yet is because i wasn't sure if people with the same names as the podcast hosts were allowed to call into like that podcast and i didn't want to like get arrested but i but i think i'm going to try now um this episode was amazing of course and obviously super timely and I have kind of like a semi-serious question. So if everyone on the podcast is like in a positive mood and like maybe scratch this one. Um, but I was wondering, I was just wondering like, like how, like, like how do you think this episode would be shot post COVID? Um, just like as I was watching, I thought it was interesting how like, how like what Leslie does in this episode, like it's seen in a really positive light. Like, like the audience like was supposed to like respect her. Like, yeah, we're supposed to like laugh, laugh, but respect her for like going to work sick and going to the presentation while she's sick. But I feel like in our post COVID, like, in our post-COVID, like, life, it seems kind of, like, irresponsible and dangerous for her to, like, um, for her to, like, normally go to crowded events sick and, like, like it isn't, like, seen as positively. Um, so, I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. I, I just want, I was wondering if you guys had, like, any um, thoughts on how, like, this episode, on how episodes like this, like, where, like, where characters get sick, like, how they're going to be shot post-COVID or if, like, all TV shows would just, like, pretend that the sickness doesn't exist because it's too upsetting. Um, or if, yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I love the podcast and love you guys. See ya. Thanks, Will, from Australia. Hi, Will. <laughs> guys, no one ever says thank you to me. Oh, trouble in paradise. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, no, we, we all wills are welcome. On, <laughs> we touched on this. Actually, we sort of came upon this organically earlier in the episode. Mm. But Will from Australia is asking another question. Like, how, how would this? Here's the thing. The way that we're going to do, at least for the next, like, five years to a decade after, like, COVID subsides, the way that this is going to be shot is in the really obnoxious way where the person has to zoom in. So we're trying to, like, keep a person, you know, looped in 
via Zoom. Um, and I don't think we need, I think we have enough Zoom in our lives where we don't need to have Zoom and television shows ever again. Um, but hey, that's the new normal. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I, I think like this, yeah, the sickness, like the fact that it's the flu didn't bump as much for me as, as what Will from Australia is describing of like, Leslie, you know, it sort of presented as her doing whatever she can to accomplish her goals without uh, acknowledging like she could get other people sit. like that is sort of just a joke, I think. Um, well, right, but they're also living in the before yeah. times when, like, sure, people got the flu and, and people died from the flu, but you didn't feel like you were contributing to a worldwide pandemic that was destroying economies and lives by going and getting other people sick. You know what I mean? Right. No, like, no, no, the no, consequences yeah, totally. went from, like, 10 to 100. Yeah. And again, props to Chris Traeger for being on ahead of the trend of promoting mask safety. Yeah, mask up. Thank you, Will, for calling. I feel like I feel like I feel like they covered it. But if they didn't, call us back from Australia. How is it down under? Can you swim to New Zealand where they do not have COVID currently? And Jacinda, the coolest freaking leader, <laughs> is in charge. Um Yeah, I think it's gonna I will see how all media is affected story wise by these traumatic years. I think it's gonna be something <laughs> i i don't watch this is us or gray's anatomy but i feel like they both had uh, like great oh no please no I, I just said i don't watch either a, of these two things a, <laughs> so yeah um no it's just it's hard i feel like i only uh because i was like the last thing i wanted to do right now is watch a show that was showing covid mm -hmm. Only because I was I was so craving escapism. No no shots at, at Grey's Anatomy. There was a uh, Deal or No Deal contestant who thought who's you know into the conspiracy theories. And at the end of the Grey's Anatomy episode, it was like these are fictionalized portrayals. And she circled it and was like, "Aha! It's fictionalized." Oh um, <laughs> I won't name names, um, but. Yeah, I think it's wild how how storytelling is going to interact with those that subset of the population as well. But uh, on that note, let's get to our next voicemail. Number 170, Sarah, no H. Hi, Hannah, Will, and Zeke. So fun to have you on the podcast this week. Uh, after watching flu season, it really made me think about the people of Pawnee and how they would handle a pandemic. How do you think the people of Pawnee would be handling this COVID crisis right now? And what would Leslie and the Parks Department do to try to support them? Love you guys. Bye. Definitely poor. Yeah, not, Connie's not handling this well. Not well. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have, like, um, Jason Manzoukas, the the perfume cologne Perfume guy. guy. Yeah. Um, he's going to be like... Dennis Feinstein. Yeah, Dennis now. Feinstein is going to be selling <laughs> some sort of, like, perfume that he argues, like, you know, will save you from COVID if you spray it in your mouth, right? That's going to be just, like, aerosolized bleach. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the Sweetums Corporation is going to be telling you that COVID doesn't exist or that you can solve COVID by drinking, you know, eating more candy or, you know, going to the, the burger place or what have you. Yeah, I don't I don't think Pawnee is going to fare very well, especially with its, you know, noted obesity rate. I think we could potentially lose half of Pawnee in the pandemic. Well, yeah. Well, they did <laughs> have that reunion episode where they had some clues about how things were going. Well, I think 
I, I was kind of thinking about this with Will from Australia's question and with Sarah's question, where this idea of like, um, like a thing that we love about Leslie is that she takes responsibility for herself and for the whole town. Like she feels the weight of things going well and she takes responsibility. And I wonder if like in this, you know, an episode of like this real world, actually very, very scary thing. I wonder if instead of in flu season, we see Leslie taking responsibility for herself, but being irresponsible to the people around her. I, I think there's also a funny way of seeing someone learn how to like take responsibility in kind of a collective action way. Um, that's not a funny answer, but that's how I'm feeling right now of, of thinking about being responsible, not as like a big heroic gesture, you know, of like winning the game or, uh, having this big impressive thing happen, but thinking about responsibility is like, <laughs> this also doesn't make good TV, <laughs> but like being responsible in, in a kind of boring everyday little way. That's the episode that I submit uh, for my, uh, for my spec script. That is. And it's a, it's a three hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Sarah, for calling in. Our next caller is one of our Connors, number 171, Connor Young. Hey, Hannah, Will, and Zeke. This is Connor Young calling in from Dallas. I feel like this week's episode of Parks and Recs is kind of a landmark for the show. We have that infamous network connectivity problems line that's all over the internet. We have a flu-slash-COVID type thing happening that really parallels our modern society. And then for the show in general, we have the Harvest Festival, a little bit of action between Ben and Leslie, and then ultimately Ben and Chris deciding to stay in the town, which really sets up the next few seasons. Um, I just feel like this episode, even though it's number two, was more important than number one and really getting the show on track for what it's going to be for the next few seasons. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about all of this. Thank you. Thank you. for. We forgot the, the famous Chris Pratt improvisation. Yeah, I was about to say that line of is the, improvised. We have no... Yeah, it's completely improvised. Uh, I just looked up your symptoms and it says you have network <laughs> connectivity problems. He famously improvised it. Ah. Uh. Famously. Maybe maybe there's something to improv after all. Let's give it another shot. <laughs> oh boy. Guys, are we gonna start a Herald team? <laughs> we we just the need six more men. <laughs> <laughs> that is too real. Um oh boy. Uh uh, yeah, no, I think. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Anna. I apologize for all of them. No, I just, I just had a flashback to my yeah, uh, the it. certain Herald team I was on. That was seven white straight men and two of us ladies, and none of those. But half of those boys were not happy that I moved to the main stage before them. And look at us all now. The theater is shut down. <laughs> Improv is uh, dead. <laughs> I think Connor. If you, I just think of all the people who backstabbed and cut, roaded their way to a Herald team, uh, who are now successfully on a Herald team. Just wonderful. It's gone. No, so um, Connor, I yes, I agree with you. Big, big, big up. I think also fun to think of it as like this is fun in a way that maybe the the season premiere, uh, like like this is even more fun than that. I think. Some of that is just like, you know, it's a new, not to get super defensive, but like in the first episode we have, you know, it's a new season. We have these new characters. Here's the world. And it absolutely to me feels like, I think you're totally right. Flu season. They like just play. They like 
have their sandbox full of characters and they just like dump everything at, you know, they, they like mix it up and see where everyone falls and it's Yeah. Super fun. I dig it. Um, thank you for calling in Connor, giving Zeke a taste of the Connor club. Our next voicemail. I have not listened pre-listened to my parents' voicemails again. It's from number 172, who I believe is my mother, Anonymous. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Will. And hi, Zeke. Always great to have a podcast guest from the tribe on Deal and No Deal. Anyway, um, I really like this episode. I think my favorite part is the whole interaction with Ron and Andy uh, the, the all beef nacho or whatever they called it. That was just fantastic. Their scenes together were so great. Um, I'm curious as to what your favorite part is. Um, the other thing I liked, of course, is when, uh, April is really awake when Andy is saying how much he likes her and she just smiles. Anyway, what a great episode and what a great episode to have someone from the game show as a co-host. Bye-bye. Yay! Deal or no deal co-host. <laughs> yeah. um, favorite scene? I know, Will, I mean, I mean, I know, Zeke, yours is stop pooping, probably. Well, but if we want to just narrow it down to the uh, Ron and Andy uh, mm-hmm. that, that Anonymous enjoyed so much. Um, <laughs> and the meat tornado. I think it's called the meat tornado. Um, I think we sort of hit on it, which is to see how giddy and gleeful that Andy can make Ron. Nick Offerman. Yeah. And when yeah. Ron is like running around, running away, giggling with his arms, like, you know, three feet away <laughs> from his body. <laughs> oh man. I love, I love all of it. I, all, I, I have a soft spot for, for the Ben starting to thaw storyline. You know, his heart, his heart melting. It's a real Grinch meets a little girl and then believes in Christmas type of deal. Oh, no, wait, that doesn't make sense because he falls in love with the little girl. That's too weird. I love a Ben and Leslie um, love story. Really, your mom, your mom asked for our favorite lines. And I wonder if we can really. We all are a huge fan of the line. Stop pooping. If you had to pick, is it the stop or is it the pooping for you? Um, you know, if we're like as writers, I know Zeke, you're a writer. You had to wear a hat, one of them on yeah. it, and the other person had to wear a different hat. Who would get which hat? Oh, I, I think stop. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that, that I think that you're right. encapsulate the essence of the idea of that Chris thinks he, he can will himself to stop having yeah. that. And the shot is also him looking in the mirror. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to close up. <laughs> Um, our last voicemail. Thanks, mom, for calling in. Love you. Our last voicemail is from Sports Guy's dad. It's my dad. I have not listened. Hopefully, Zeke can help with the sports this time because usually we are a baseball without a boat. So let's <laughs> listen to number 174, Anonymous. Hello, Zeke and Hannah and Will. Sports Guy dad here. So pleased that Zeke, somebody who actually knows something about sports, is there. Uh, so before I get into the the hardcore stuff and last week's issues, uh, Zeke can uh, get a, a free question. 
Who's the best quarterback to come out of Oklahoma in the last 10 years? Three pretty good choices. Anyway, uh, the answer to the Tom Brady Buffalo Bills question, Will was on to something. If Tom Brady had lost the Super Bowl, which of course he didn't, he would have uh, lost four Super Bowls, just like the Buffalo Bills, who also were have been Damn. in and lost four Super Bowls. Uh, anyway, uh, great, great show this week. Another sports show following up on Andy and Ron being basketball coaches and Tom being a referee. This week, someone uh, notes that that Leslie's performance reminded them of Michael Jordan's performance in the flu game. I'm sure that Zeke can fill you in on what the flu, Michael Jordan's flu game was. Uh, talk to you soon. Oh, uh, yay. We got sports guy dad and we got a special question. I, for Will. Yeah. Let's, uh, best quarterback to come out of the, uh, the Oklahoma football. Right, I can't answer Gene. that one. Zeke, I'm going to, I'm going to pass it to you. I, oh, thank listen, you. I feel like, I feel like, wait, he, my dad said there's three. <laughs> Zeke, correct me if I'm wrong. Two of the possibilities that of the three are probably Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Yep. And I don't know who the third one he's talking about. Uh, the third one's Jalen Hurts. And I think many listeners oh, yes, might yes. find it controversial to consider him an Oklahoma quarterback since he did spend the bulk of his career at Alabama, um, including playing, you know, in a couple of national championships and playoff games. Um, he just moved his senior year, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I know all this stuff because there is a member of our dealer, No Deal cast, who would invite, I just want to clarify, would invite everyone to Oklahoma to watch a football game. And... I didn't get invited, and in very Leslie Note fashion, I decided I'm going to watch a bunch of Oklahoma football games <laughs> the next season and just sprinkle facts. And this is all pre-pandemic, but I did get in an Uber with two members from our Dealer No Deal cast, and I talked <laughs> Oklahoma college football with the Uber driver for 45 minutes, and they were so shocked that it got passed along to our friend who then invited me on the football trip. <laughs> so, well, And also, don't you feel like your life is enriched by watching Sooner football? I mean, I know my life's better. They won so many Heisman trophies in a row. It was crazy. I was like, is this normal? <laughs> nope. Anyways, just... who is the top one of those three? Well, so you can answer. I just want to do. No, no Tino shade against um, Jalen Hurts, um, who uh, plays for Philadelphia now. Um, but for me, it comes down between Baker and Tyler. And Baker played, you know, Baker had multiple years of being the OU starting quarterback, whereas Tyler only had his senior year because he was behind Baker. Um mm. And I, 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 this is like, this is like a Sophie's choice for me because while I personally love Baker, cause I've known Baker for a little bit longer, I've got a Baker Mayfield Browns jersey in my closet over there. Um, I, I, and I, he now plays for Ohio, he right? He plays for Cleveland. That's correct. Um, yes. and, uh, Kyler now plays for, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I think Kyler is potentially a better quarterback than Baker. Um, he just hasn't had all the, wow. the hype and the opportunities that Baker has had. But in my heart, ba in my heart, Baker is number one. But Kyler is a very, very close number two. Wow, there you go, Kyler. If you are listening, you are second place in, <laughs> in Zeke's heart. Um, 
It's okay. Sometimes, sometimes Zeke's second place is actually the better person. <laughs> oh um, my God. <laughs> there you go, Sports Guy Dad. And yes, Tom Brady, obviously my guess that he was going to win because if I knew anything, it's that when I watch Tom Brady in the football game, no matter how old he is, he tends to get the football across the line. So <laughs> I like how I, I just realized I went from very specific OU things I knew yeah, to you like out of yourself as someone who isn't as like bumbling about football as you pretend to be. It's true. I'm not bumbling about football. I I uh I know just like random things and I don't know what to do with the knowledge other than like impress Uber drivers and <laughs> That's like good. I have a, I have a um, Michael Jordan question. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Round out. Is it? Yeah. Is he? <laughs> um, <laughs> is, uh, did he have the flu or is he just hung over? Is the jury still out? No. Or what do we know? Real flu? I, just hung over. Combo? Talk to me. I believe he had the flu. Um, I think he was like dehydrated and delirious and it really is sort of, like one of his epic moments that he was able to fight through that and, and win because, you know, you see him like staggering around on the court in a way that's not like, Oh, he's like drunk or he's like hung over and not happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, and at least, you know, here's one of the, here's the thing. We'll never really know. And we can either choose to have heroes and keep our heroes heroic, or we can tear them down. And I'm a believer in having heroes provided they didn't do anything like super monstrous, which, we have no evidence that Michael Jordan, you know, touched or hurt someone in any sort of like non-consensual way. Uh, he does not appear to be a racist or an anti-Semite, uh, right? Like Michael Jordan, yeah, he's a he's an incredible basketball player, and let's just like have him as a god and put him in our little pantheon <laughs> and not try to bring him down, right? This documentary was followed up by the Lance Armstrong documentary. <laughs> so, and and again, I'm not. There's no shade towards Mr. Lance. But there was a clear, a clear difference. And then we had the Michael Jordan. And of course, dad didn't even mention the, uh, Kirk Gibson. So Kirk, you're really getting the short end of the mentioning stick. But, um, I mean, Carrie Strug didn't even make thinks- the episode and she's so deserved. I'm, I, but yeah. we will, we made yeah. a lot of jokes. I'm so looking forward to, uh, yeah. Me too. I'll, I, um, I'm just going to start crying. Once we get off, I'll, 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 I'll get a clip and I'll send it to you. <laughs> Can I just... just Dad, to- thanks for calling. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm out of line. I just wanted to put the, the image in, in the head. Remember that clip of the guy who's running and he pulls a hamstring and his dad jumps down and helps him across the finish line? Have you guys seen that? He's running. Yeah, I ha- I'm not recently, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Let's all just ruminate on that, have a good cry, and move on. <laughs> Uh, okay. um, Dad, thank you so much for calling in. Um, while we do have emails, we are going to save them for next week and not, uh, not bog Zeke down with reading. Um, but uh, we read. will do. <laughs> That's the real reveal um, of this podcast. It was all leading to this. Um, we will do one five star review. We usually have our guest read the single five star review. Okay. Um, five star review. Twenty five million candles in the wind. Five thousand times better than five thousand candles in the wind. If little Sebastian was still alive, he'd give this podcast five stars. That's a very high compliment, as any Pondian knows. 
Oh, thank you. Who wrote the review? What's the name of the uh... anonymous zero three seven three eight two two six? Oh yeah. Well, thank you, anonymous zero three eight. That's a different six. anonymous, actually. But they're all they're all big fans. <laughs> I really wanted to name who it was, yeah. but they clearly want us to remain anonymous. Yeah. Even with their uh, please leave us five star. <laughs> um. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um. Oh, I keep calling Zeke. Will my my brain. <laughs> Throughout the podcast, you guys have just melded together into one great co-host. That's an enormous compliment. (laughs) I love Parks and Rec. I love it when I'm in the dentist chair. My dentist has a TV on the ceiling, Will Zeke. And um, I just watch Parks and Rec sometimes while my teeth get cleaned. (laughs) Do you ever sometimes, though, feel like when you're watching Parks and Rec, you're like, teeth start hurting? Like, does it ever work the opposite way? Like a Pavlovian well, thing? Don't put that into the universe. I'm sick. Come I'm on. A sick man. <laughs> Zeke, is there anything you want to plug before you run off? I would off? love to. Um, you can watch the documentary I was a creative consultant on. It's called Disclosure Trans Lives on Screen. You can find it on Netflix. You definitely should. It's incredible. It's great. It's educational. Um, and there are pretty people in it. Like, hmm. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Zekerchief, Z-E-K-E-R-C-H-I-E-F. Um, come for the politics, stay for the dick jokes. Thanks so much, Zeke, for spending three hours talking about Parks and Rec with us. And uh, I guess we'll see you um, at a distance one day. Yeah, uh, we'll have me back for flu season part two. Sounds like a plan. All right. <laughs> Good night, listeners. Bye. See ya. Oh,